listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Hello everybody, it's time for the Footy Talk podcast. Today we'll look at that old rivalry, the Rabbitohs and the Roosters. Yeah, and on Woodsy's front row form, I get to tell Maroon what it's like to play on special occasions. The finals picture shaping up. We're going to talk about, you know, resting plays or not to rest plays. What's the best formula? G'day and welcome to the Footy Talk podcast with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. And uh, welcome to the boys. Firstly to you today, Wado. Uh, over the weekend, uh, well, it was six all at half time against the Knights, wasn't it? Yeah, flexing that second half, unfortunately. It's good to be here, but a little bit sore still a couple of days after the game. You know, like no doubt disappointing result, particularly the second half. But, you know, they're playing good footy. Can't take anything away from them. They, um, they play really well in that second half. Obviously a big home crowd. Behind them, they got that momentum and we just couldn't wrestle them back. But I think the important thing for me is we can't drag our bottom lip too much at this time of the year. We've got to take our lessons out of that in that game and back on the horse this week against Canberra, which will be, you know, a massive game for us at home. Last game of the season, Father's Day, mm, Maroon, yeah. Sunday afternoon mm. there at, at Points Bet Stadium and it'll be my final game at Shark Park. So yeah. it'll build this week. Lots of stuff planned. I think I've got 60 tickets already I'm giving out. So I don't know if we've got to fit any more than that in Woodsy. That's a lot of people there. Woodsy, uh, congratulations, mate, to your blokes. Had a good <laughs> win over the weekend. Ending the season off with a couple of wins, but a lot of effort against, you know, and, and a little bit of a, probably in the last couple of weeks, not not in the last week, but prior a few weeks there, a couple of rough calls that could have gone either way. Yeah, oh, that's just footy maroon. Some weeks you get more good calls, some weeks you don't. It's good to get a win yesterday, obviously, you know, coming up against the Bulldogs side, sometimes you don't know what to expect against those sort of sides, especially when both sides can't make the eight. You know, there's going to be a lot of balls thrown out, like a lot of offloads, and that's what they did early in the game. They tried to chance their arm quite a fair bit. Um, I thought we we handled ourselves well. It was good to see, you know, one of our young players get a debut, Jordan Chen Kum Tong. Great fella, good kid. And it was really good to see Tolu Kola at the fullback get an opportunity mm. out there. Mm. He's got some pace to burn and... Oh, he made the most of it. Yeah. it's it's Now, what was that uh, the young bloke was wearing at full time with the, you know, they had the notes and the lollies and everything? Yeah, I'm not sure what they are, but it was, I didn't know, I haven't seen them up close before, Maroon and, and Wado. Like, they're all chocolates and, and notes. And then in, in the sheds, I think his whole family, because he had about, um, you know, you spoke about 60 tickets, but he had 70 tickets for the game yesterday. Lucky we're playing at Acor Stadium and they can hardly mm. fill it. We got a couple extras. So he's coming in the sheds and, He's giving them out to all the boys and then, you know, I got one. Then I've seen the one he had. He had about nearly $20, $50 notes on wow. his. Mm. So I was once he put his put his little one down, I said to my son, hey, Buster, <laughs> get that one of him. Let's go take that one. But I'm just thinking like Dogs Manly at a core stadium, the kid probably could have asked for 4,000 free tickets. <laughs> I was just about to say, it's funny, like he's got 70, 70 now at the start of his career. Hopefully he's got a long, long time yeah. to go in his career. But it's, <laughs> I wonder how he, it's hard to keep him around, isn't it? I'm, I'm grateful I've got 60 left at the end of my career. That's, that's all I've got left. I've got no yeah. more else. Well, especially when you only get six tickets a game. Yeah, it costs yeah, him yeah. a fair bit each week. Yeah. That's nah, good, but it's always good to hear you see, um, you know, late in the year, a couple of debutantes, teams and clubs trialing some young blokes in there just to have a look at them, blood in them this time of year. And it's always exciting. And you go into games, 
So we're not the same sort of motivation as you do when the competition points are on the line, but those young guys, they certainly give a, you know, in, it's injection, more of a reason. Yeah, injection of energy, you know, and it's, it's fine. It rubs off on you. It's, it's, it's contagious, that energy, that debutant energy. And it's, it's good to see the young guys getting around. Especially for that kid, like uh, Gordon, I think he's been 18th man probably seven or eight times. And then he's got that, you'd know, that, that terrible role of, so if we play a Friday or a Saturday, yeah. You know, he's got to come be 18th man, do the captain run with us. Then he's got to go back and play for Blacktown yeah. workers on Sunday. Mm. And then sometimes if Blacktown play before our game, he doesn't even get the opportunity to, to play. So what year was it? Wait, a 20... COVID year. I COVID, think we COVID had a kid, year. Daniel Vasquez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, mate, we used to go to training. That was a year when you couldn't, like, mix with anybody outside yeah, your yeah, circle. Yeah, bubble, yeah. Bubble, and, yeah. like, his game days were, like, our... Team sessions. So he was the <laughs> hardest bloke to tackle at training. Mate, he must have bumped me off like oh. 15 times that year. So we played probably like 20 games already and he just come off the back fence at training. Just those sessions you want to get through. And then I think it was the last round against Canberra. We had nothing to gain from it. We finished in the same spot of the ladder as Canberra. So we'd play them and then we'll play them the next week as well. I remember, so, yes. So, yeah, and then uh, early in the week that he got told yeah, he was playing. Yeah, in the bunker a, bar. Remember it was in that bunker around, bar. Yeah. And then like it was just out of nowhere. We were just talking, get our team list. He hadn't even been told. And then um, Bomber Morris just named the team list, didn't say him. And then he goes, all right, boys, and we've got a de- debutante this weekend. And then he goes, big Vassy's going to play. And I reckon it was like yeah. we won a grand final in that. And, and you could see like, he almost started crying. I think he probably did It was good, crying. yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It was a tough year for everyone. It was a long year. Those, there was no reserve grade, right? There was no None. 20s, no reserve yeah. grade. So it was only the first grade playing. He chipped away all year at the training park, chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, and then got rewarded with a um with an NRL debut. Is he still going? Round. No, he gave it away, actually. He gave oh, you it know, away. I seen him playing the weekend. He won a grand final for Joey's at Shark Joey's, Park. Joey's, yeah, Joey's. Mm. So just playing in the junior league down there. But yeah. I think the next year again when we went, we're going back to normal, and then the bubble came again and we had to move the game. That was really – He pulled uh, the pin there, yeah. He pulled yeah. the pin at that stage. and. To be honest, it's, it's one story that we do know of, yeah. of someone who has yeah. done it, but mm-hmm. he, he wouldn't be the lone ranger there who people who are on the cusp of, you know, being full-time or, or being a reserve grader in and out and just not being able to um, work and be in the bubble at the same time just took his toll on, on some people. But he here's a story of that unfortunate unfortunate period of time in the game. Mm. Well, all the best to you, Daniel. And they won the grand final? Yeah, they beat the big Crimea Gorillas. Beautiful. Congratulations to you, Daniel Vasquez. Please somebody tell him he's been on the podcast this week. We'll have to uh, add him in a little promo. He'd get so excited. He'll retweet it probably a thousand times. Beautiful. That's what we need. Now, guys, uh, the Book of Feuds gets a a new chapter this week. It it always seems to be those clubs that add the drama, the Roosters taking on the Rabbitohs on Friday night. We've got that game for you on Triple M and Listener. Uh, obviously, no Latrell, no Joey Manu, and now no Jared Wurria Hargrave. So it takes a little bit. Can I just say one thing here? Sure. Wado called this about a month ago. This this would be yes, the I know. game. Yeah. And, and you, old matey, were like, nah, it's not going to happen. You were trying to talk South down because you wanted them to get the semifinal straight away. And this has been Wado. So Chica White confirmed that Sharks would not make the eight, which they have made the eight. Mm. Wado, geez, mate. It's almost like I know what I'm talking about sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> is it pre- premonition, isn't it? Wait, what do they call it? Um, I, I think like I manifested it. Manifest, Man- yes, I manifested. Yes. I just felt it coming. I could see the storylines. And I like – it's obviously come in a do-or-die game for both teams, which is awesome for the competition. Like, there's no bigger rivalry than Roosters and South. 
albeit not as high as it could be. We like, I was trying to say it was going to be Jared's 300th. Yeah. He played every game. Now he's out. <laughs> um, obviously, the troll's out. Manu, big question mark. Apparently, they're going to name him today. I don't know how well, they can after him. a hamstring. Teddy's back. Teddy's back, which is a bonus. Sam Walker played Sam well. Sam Walker played well. So there's a lot to play for. And you just know because last year when they played, was it all in the line or both teams could still play finals week after? No, nah, the loser was out. The loser Remember was out they, they didn't they they played each other in the last round, then they played each other in Sinbin Sunday. Yeah. Was that yeah. like seven or eight Sinbins? Yeah. So that yeah, was two yeah. weeks in a row. Yeah, wasn't that it? was two yeah, weeks in a row. Was finals, wasn't it? Yeah. The next yeah. week, yeah, that yeah. was this Sinbin. week, but this week, this year, it's do or die. It's do or die. So you know. Whoever's winning or whoever's losing, they're taking a piece of each other. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. it's going to be fire. I think I'm doing that game with you, Maroon. It's just me and you. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Uh, where's Woodsy going to be? I'll be playing just before it. Of course. Well, mate, this is probably more important than your. Mate, you know, when Chicken White told me, I was quite disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I don't. Maybe this is a question for you, Maroon, because me and mm. Woodsy are neutrals. So watching the South Roosters rivalry, right? We know how big it is for the game, but there's yeah. a little part of me. The, that's disappointed that, you know, Manu, Jared, oh, yeah. all those guys are out. But mm. does it matter when it comes to the club versus club, like in that rivalry? It would it be next young bloke off the off the bench, mm. but the rivalry still lives? Like, yeah, it's absolutely. Gonna be, it doesn't, doesn't matter who's in there yeah, or it doesn't matter who's missing? Yeah, I can remember over the years, like one team would be, in particular, I think 2005-06, I think 05, they were the high-flying side in the comp. Rabbitohs were down the bottom and – we beat them or South beat them with a field goal in a regular round. You know, it's always close. Doesn't matter how you're going. Yeah, it? yeah, it doesn't matter how you're going. There's been a lot of blowouts too, but it's – So it, you'd say it's be like origin, form goes out the window. Yeah, form goes out the window for the most part. So, But there has been some blowouts, but even going back to when I was 9, 10, 11, you know, I can remember games going right down to the, to the siren or they finished in a draw. South Roosters fans hate each other. And I think for us, it's like going to school around there where it'll be half Roosters fans, half South fans, you know. Well, it's going to be ultimate bragging rights, isn't it? Yeah. Because like, if, if neither team, well, one team's going to play finals and you never know, they might go on a run and, 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 and play in the grand final, possibly win the grand final. But no matter what, they're going to have bragging rights over the other club for mm. this year. We're like they, they wouldn't have it any other way than to knock the arch enemy, like, the oh, arch enemy out. Mate, this is basically like their grand final nearly because – like you said, it's sort of like New South Wales versus Queensland. That's how much they hate each other. And I'm sure you go to a couple of coffee shops in the area, Maroon. Yeah. There'll be Rooster supporters. There'll be mm. South supporters. It's the one game you look forward to every year or two games you look forward to on your season schedule. Is that one you look at is the circle, you know, circle the Rooster South game. So, oh, yeah. Can you just imagine late, like, I could just see it happening now. It's one team up. <laughs> 24-10 with 10 minutes to go and then it's just oh, going to be, yeah, oh, yeah. if we're not, hey, if we can't go, it's going uh, to be Sydney Sunday again. <laughs> I'm taking someone with me. So do but, we say Victor Radley's $1.10 to get Sydney this week? Well, I think, mate, <laughs> Robbo would be in his ear going, mate, just keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. If, and if we're winning, keep it together. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're down with 10 minutes to go. The message comes down, Victor, just do whatever you want, mate. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> what about this, fellas? Let me ask you this before we move on. Given the fact that Latrell's out and Jared's out and Manu's out, so they've both got key players out, who do you like to win? There's a lot of – still a lot of experience, big game experience in that rooster side, blokes that come to life on the big stage. Oh, you say between Kiri Walker, Tedesco, Brandon Smith, Victor Radley, you know, but they probably got enough footy in them, the roosters, and they're probably 
you know, they're probably traveling a little bit better at the mm. moment than South. But I'm wary of Souths because, you know, we're probably going to get into it in a minute anyway. They've been a club in turmoil for the last couple of weeks. It feels like every man and their dog at the moment is out to get them and or has a comment about them, how they should be operating, how they shouldn't be operating, who's doing what there. Like, so I feel like they might have a – it could have a galvanizing effect on them. Mm. And the likes of Cameron Murray, Damien Cook, Cody Walker, they're all experienced enough in big-time big game players as well to really come out and make some – Make some noise. So it's an it's an interesting one. I think Latrell's a big loss, but Taft's played a bit there. Latrell's out for what, eight, nine weeks. Yeah, he's been out for quite a while, yeah. So it's not as if Taff hasn't played there recently this year. We you're not, you're not putting a young guy in there who hasn't who's out of rhythm with the team. So they might be able to cover it. But again, it's like we just spoke about it's the rivalry. You just never know in these games. Form goes out the window. Would yeah. you? Yeah, prior to this weekend, I, I would have had Roosters as heavy favourites, um, especially with Latrell Mitchell out. And then when you hear all the drama, like Wado says, you get Joseph Manu hurts his hamstring, which I don't think he'll play. It's just too close to I think it was Saturday night to Friday is a six-day turnaround. There's no chance. You lose Hargraves for the six weeks. That's just put it probably evens. And then with all the turmoil they've been in, the one thing you want to do is when you're going through all that stuff through the media, you want to play a game of football. They haven't had the opportunity last week because they had the bye. And then it's just been going on every day. There's been something in the paper. They've lost Sam Burgess. You know, Bomber Morris stayed on. Latrell Mitchell, this, you know, Cameron Murray's had a an argument with him in a video session. The one way to shut up everyone is to go out there and play some really good footy. I actually had a laugh at that, but like <clears throat> when I seen the comments about Murray and Latrell in the happens video session. Happens in every team. I was going to say like that's how it should be. That's how it should be. We're it men. Should be like- yeah, we're men. You, mm. you got to be – if if. If you're not happy, you don't just sit there yeah. and just sulk. You got to come out and, and say, "Why aren't you giving me the ball?" Yeah, that's. I, <laughs> I feel like that's that's play on. Like that's how you want your team to be. It's like, man, I need you to make that tackle there. Like, why, no, exactly right. Like, why didn't you bounce square? You gave an opportunity on the outside. Like, I need you to bounce. There. I need your line speed. Well, like, why didn't you come out the back? I had a three on two. Yeah, I had I need an overlap. You push on that play. That, Where were you in the kick chase? Why are you being lazy? I think high performance environment. That, that sort of stuff is that's just your standards. That's way the though. normal. That's your standards. That's, that's the norm. Mm. Like. You know, and, and the thing with those sort of comments and that behind the scenes between teammates and players, it's not personal. It's never personal. That's just because you want better out of your team and you want um, you want a better performance or, or more consistent performance. It's never a personal thing. It's just you missed your assignment on this occasion. We need you to not miss your assignment on this occasion. And man, there's a hundred of them a game. Yeah. Like, the game moves that quick. Uh, you could be doing a hundred things better at different times. And if you cut the video up, Play by play by play by play. Every player is supposed to be doing a little bit better in their certain area. If you can't call someone out in the video, you can never call someone out. You remember, the, remember when Sean Johnson first came to Cronulla? And he goes, I remember he used to ask him, like, what's the difference, you know, with Warriors and Sharks, like where you've been? He goes, man, I can't believe how honest you guys are in video sessions. And then you can just walk out and, like, nothing's happened. I said, but what do you mean by that? And like, he goes, like, you're telling this guy he's done that, blah, blah, blah. So that's that's all about accountability on the field. Like it's not about having a go at you, like because I hate you. It's because we want this team to be better. You know, it's not we're not having we're not holding this against you as soon as we walk out of the room. Well, as soon as we walk out of the room, it's good as gold. Like we just talk about normal things, how's the family, blah blah blah. But when you're in this room, when we're in these four wars, and we want to get better as a team, you've got to be held accountable to something. 
Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. Obviously, it, we, we watch any game and you see on the field somebody throws someone a shit pass, they look at each other, have a quick blow up at each well, other you, and move on. Yeah. Do you remember when Josh Reynolds threw the ball back at Michael Lisa one time? Yeah. <laughs> you want to see frustration. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't 100% mean he's more yeah. frustrated at the pass. Yeah. Like, Geez, I had an opportunity there. Moving on and well, continuing with this South thing, the latest piece of the puzzle is Rod Churchill, who is the son of uh, Rabbitoh's great Clive Churchill, has come out and, and, and said this in a in communication to the South Sydney chairman, Nick Pappas. Now, if you haven't heard it, which you probably have by now, he says, quote, I don't think he, he being Luttrell, I don't think he has delivered as a fullback at all. South have not won a competition in his time and they've had the team to do it. In my view, he has not put in 100% effort. The way he has been treated has had a negative effect on the whole club. In my view, Mitchell has been the catalyst for this whole implosion the whole situation has backfired. So this is coming from Rod Churchill in communication to Nick Pappas. People will say because he is the son of Clive Churchill doesn't give him the right to say that. I might suggest to you, though, that if he is a paid and proud member of the club and has been for a couple of decades, maybe he does have the right to send that in a text to somebody. But if that's a text to Nick Pappas, how does that get out? Well, I'd like to know that. I, is, uh, have I missed something there? Oh, have I missed something? For well, me, I'm guessing. I'm guessing Churchill didn't release it, did he? Yeah. So for me, <laughs> that's the biggest point. And the other thing is, you probably didn't read it, but they said he's a cancer at the club. Yeah. I don't like using that word of cancer. I mm. don't think that's that's pretty strong. Like that's just saying that he goes and does whatever he wants and just does his own thing. At times, Luttrell has lived up to things, but then other times he hasn't. I think he the one that probably cost you the most was the grand final when he didn't get to have the opportunity to play when he did the, I think it was the... Manu. Joey Manu, he broke his jaw or, or eye cheekbone, socket. Cheekbone, yeah, yeah, cheekbone. So, but I think he's been pretty good. You know, you look at his good games. I know he got highlighted the other night on TV at, at Fox. They highlighted his effort areas in that game of loss. But if you look when they win games as well, he's doing the exact same things. He's a different type fullback to the Dylan Edwards, to your Will Kennedys. He's not all everywhere. He doesn't run for 200 plus metres. It's his impact in the moments. He's one of the best at 3v2 short sides out the back. You know, he's got good presence. He, They can use him as a decoy because a lot of teams set double numbers on him to try to double team him. He's a lot different to what – don't you reckon, mate? Like yeah, 100%. Different- oh, yeah, 100%. I agree with you. He's yeah. a different sort of fullback to any other fullback we have in the game, right? And his moments are greater and his impact in those moments are greater. That's the way he's always been. You're not, he's not going to be the Dylan Edwards type fullback yeah. ever. That's not how he plays. I think just with the comments that he made, like I think he's – certainly he's – in. If he's been a paying member, he knows the chairman. He's entitled to make whatever comments and opinions and text messages he's like. But I think for that club, their staff, the playing group, uh, ultimately, apart from him, his family name, that um, Churchill family name, the individual really has nothing to do with that playing group. Like he could, no. they could take those comments, just like any other punter in the in the grandstand who are either for South or against South. Like anyone's gonna, any number one of those people are going to have a comment and an opinion. Like, do you value that opinion as a, as a team and as a staff and as a playing group? Not really, good or bad, not really. Like, I think because of obviously the family name and how synonymous it is with the game and with South Sydney, it's got a little bit of traction. But honestly, like, the playing group just need to go, most of that playing group would probably walk past him and not even know who he is. Yep. Like, so it's, it's a non-issue really. Like, I think – it's worse that it's been entered, this, yeah. entered the mm. public domain. Yeah, that's right. That's, mm. that's probably worse because, again, because of the surname, it, you know, it's put a bit more, you know, south under the blowtorch and, and pressure on the players. But ultimately, like, someone voicing an opinion like that, you know, it's 
there'd be a million, like the amount of oh, shit mate. you're getting on social media from people who want to bag you and that. That's just another one. Yeah. It's just another example mm. of someone mm. who's not really invested in the actual group, who's a, who's a fan or a member who thinks they know better than what's happening and they can, they make their opinion. We, I think, is ill-informed, illy. Um, that bloke's not there every day to executed. see what they do. But like to the playing group, they just should not even. I would, the only the only opinion they should care about is what the coach says to them. And then and the, and, you, and you play and, and your teammates. Yeah, and your teammates. And 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 the coach, from what he understand, through what he, he loves Latrell. Yeah, and and so as long as he does what the coach tells him to do and what the captain Cam Murray and what his other players ask from him, that's all you worry about. Absolutely. I, and I just think whether or not he's Clive Churchill's son or not, with great respect, makes no difference. If he's a paid member and he's privately sent the chairman a text or whatever then that's a whole different thing, regardless of whether or not he knows what he's talking about. It shouldn't have been leaked, and I don't know how it got leaked. Well, there's only one bloke that would have leaked it. One well, plus one doesn't equal three. Well, I mate. don't know. So what you're suggesting that the uh, the chairman of the Rabbitohs leaked it. So if it. I send you a message and I don't leak it, who leaks it? Well, I mean, you're going down a, a path I don't want to go down with you here. I don't know who leaked it, Woodsy. I don't know how it did he send it just to who he sent it to, when he sent it, did he send it on a Are group? you talking in little riddles now? No, I'm not talking in little riddles, but I'm not as brave as you. I don't want to come out and say, and virtually point the but finger. You know why? Because you got game day <laughs> no, stuff you got to do, mate. It doesn't make any That's difference, why. mate. It doesn't make any difference. But if there's another club you'd love to name and shame. No, I wouldn't. Uh-huh. No, I wouldn't because Turn I would up. say, hang on, there's a million ways this could go. No, you there's, would not. It, I would. If this is the I roosters, would. you did say Nick Polis is Lisa, oh, you're oh, straight mate, away. Police, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> I'm not that stupid. Uh, in any case, uh, Rod Churchill yeah. has apologised for calling Rabbitoh superstar Latrell Mitchell a cancer as the in-battle fullback divides fans with social media posts and, of course, he's been away at a rodeo all weekend. We said the Rodeo? Oh, yeah, 100%. Rodeo? Rodeo? Yeah. What, so. I, what I want to know is I want to start a new book of you. I said Rodeo. Maroon versus Woods. Yeah, I mean, I'd say he wants to, you know, like maybe you know more about this, right? This, high, But I'm very careful about who I name because I don't want to have to go and hire a lawyer at $15,000 a day, all right? So I don't know who leaked the text and neither do you. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> now, let's take a break so I can dust this bloke up and we'll come back and we'll talk about the finals. Week one of the finals, should all the top four Rest some players. Let's ask Wado, and if we have to, Woodsy too, <laughs> on Footy Talk. <laughs> Footy Talk podcast on uh, the listener app with Woodsy. We've just had a couple of words off air, and I think we'll probably be... We'll leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Woodsy. Breaking news, Wado. too. Yeah, well, you only just said... Yeah, you I just did. said every man and his dog's been attacking Souths and Latrell, Which... And Seems it has been. It was well, bring your dog to work day at Souths. And <laughs> so Danny Widler's reporting that Jai Arrow's dog has gone feral and <laughs> attacked JD's dog, J- you know, Jason Demetrio's dog. You know what? When, it, like, when things are going bad for you, mm. things are going bad. <laughs> like for that to happen, I don't want to laugh about because I've got a dog. I'm an animal lover. Yeah, I am, I am too. Like, it's just Same. <laughs> off the back of obviously our last conversation and then the one thing they probably didn't need is just like let's let's do a really nice day. We'll get every all the boys to bring their dogs in. And Jai Arrow, like, I love Jai Arrow. Great bloke. He's a great bloke. Mm. Champion. But he's got form. He does. His dog's mm. got form. Mm. Like this is a serious. That's issue. another dog though. I think he's got two dogs like that. Well, he needs to fix up his discipline at home. Mm. Like he's obviously mm. not got any control. So Jai Arrow's dogs attack JD's well, dog. His dog might be standing up for Jai. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, look, you know what, guys? My, <laughs> oh, at, my, we've got a, at our house a dog, a fox terrier. He's bitten all the so grandkids like and he doesn't he, – he, he bites the grandkids, but he he can't hurt them. You I've know? got a beagle at home. What's that? It's like Beagle Cross King Charles Cavalier. He's a good dog, man. He's a great he's, dog, he's great a, dog. He's a good dog. You'd love his name too. What's his name? Schooner. <laughs> <laughs> My dog well, passed away last year. Same name as Jairo's dog. What's that? Coda. And you, you of course, and this is a, the softer side of Woodsy, he's not always being a turd. <laughs> when your dog died, you before he died, you bought him a Big Mac and some fries. Yeah, sent him out on the high. God Actually, love him. Come to my hundredth um, game. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's beautiful, mate. They Champion. are, but they are a part of oh, the family. Mate, like, they are yeah, part of the they family. are. They are your family. Like yeah. when I lost her, you don't understand how much it hits you. Yeah. It's mm. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I remember like with our dog. He, well, we got him as a puppy, and then my missus fell pregnant not long after. So my boys have been like. They only know one they way. They only know one way with the dog, and he's mm. a part of our family. They're taking for walks now, and he, he is a part of the family. So I hope both dogs are all right. Yeah, they reckon they, they said mm. it's all right. But honestly, Joy Arrow, man, get your shit together, brother. <laughs> like, come on, brother. <laughs> if it can't hang out with other dogs, leave it alone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, well, look, we'll leave the dog talk there. <laughs> this is uh, a dog podcast now. <laughs> yeah, suffice to say, you know, with our dogs, they just don't live long enough, do they? Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Finals week one, the top four are locked in, set in stone. So now we're starting to think about some of these key players. Do they need a rest? I mean, you think about Penrith. Well, Nathan Cleary's missed a lot of footy recently, but is there one or two players Penrith could rest, Storm could rest? And given the fact that some of them have got a few bumps and bruises, where are you blokes on all of this? For me, if if you've got a bump or a bruise, 100% I'll be resting you because I know that Penrith and, and the Broncos could still, one of them could get the minor premiership. For me, I don't really care about that. What I'm worrying about is the big prize at the end of the, you know, the four weeks, the the grand final. I want to win that. You know, there's been a bit of talk that um, Dylan Edwards has had a little bit of a, a, a rib issue or an ankle issue. No chance I'm playing him this week. I'm just putting him in cotton wool. Yeah. Cleary, yeah, I might give him a game. He's only come back for three mm. or four weeks now. Mm. Like, he's probably one that does need a game. You know, you look at Jerome Hughes, I definitely wouldn't play him. Harry Grant cut the bump on his shoulder on the weekend. I would not be playing him. Well, Ponga's be... already been ruled out. Ponga's been ruled out. I would not risk any of my major players. Whether anyone in, the, in that 17 that's a chance to play in that first semifinal, there's no way I'm playing them because I want them to go in fully fit and not be hampered at training the whole yeah. week. Well, and that's what it does do. Because even Nico for us on the weekend, he was really close to being able yep. to play. But then if he plays, obviously aggravates it again then he doesn't get a full week's training in the next week and then you're underdone into the next game. So I, I agree with Woodsy. Like the performance staff and the physios will be all over their players. They'll know exactly what loads they're at with their training. They'll know what injuries they're carrying. And for any guy who is who can have that weekend off, and it's not so much the weekend off, it's being able to prepare that next week, have a full week's uninterrupted preparation into that first semifinal. That's the guys that they'll be resting. The other guys who are, who are fully fit and, and – uh, a fine to run or they go out there and they play and they manage their week the next week like normal. But if you have some bumps and bruises that's hindering your training and, and your preparation into a game, Nip for sure. Hmm. I think like the minor premiership, it's it's a nice it's a nice bit to have in your, your mantelpiece. But ultimately like if you're top two and you have your home semi to head into a prelim, like that's enough. That's yeah. enough. No one it's not like the old days is at the minor premiership you get the week off and you've only got to win one yeah. game and you're in the grand final. It's just, yeah, the, the competition's changed. Like the premiership, there's so much well, prestige around that. I don't like – I could understand if somewhere down the line they wanted to really flip it on its head and put all the prestige into the minor premiership because that's 
probably a true test to who's been the best team all 27 year, right? rounds. 27 rounds. You finish at the top of the tree. There you go. But the premiership is where it's at. They always hear that game. It's a different game once the finals roll around. What's happened in the previous 27 rounds, throw that out the window. Yep. We've got a new competition starting, and that's that's for the premiership. And for me, remember last year in Penrith, they had that, so the round, I think it was round 26 last year, which was the last round. They rested everyone against the Cowboys. They got absolutely touched up. They played Parramatta the first semi. They dusted Parramatta. They had the week off, and then everyone's like, oh, they've had a couple of weeks off here. Some of the performance, like they, they South start off really fast in that prelim, but yeah. then they mowed them down and flogged them. And the grand final performance from Penrith was one of the best grand yeah. final performances I've ever seen. So... The more rest they get around that period of time is absolute gold. Let's do this. Woodsies Front Row Forum. Front Row Forum. Yeah, well, I have to say, with love, Woodsy, this has been a real disappointing effort from you today, mate. Oh, you've, really? Yeah, you've just... You've, oh, is that because you didn't want to name and shame? You've come flying out of the line at me and... Uh, I didn't really come out of the line. Just, I didn't have to. You're, you're just you know, an easy talk target. Talk about come flying out of the line. Did we see... Do you want to talk about Tarpany on Reese Walsh? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Didn't that make... That made my weekend. That was so good to see. That was just, he just went... He launched him, didn't he? You know when you're like... Play, the, the, little, the little fast kid has just been schooling you all day. You haven't been able to get a hold of him, right? And then right at the end, the game's over. And he's seen an opportunity. He goes, I'm just doing. It. I know it's probably not the right thing, and I'm just. It's going to cause some issues here, but I'm just going to get a hold of him. And you know, one thing he played to the whistle. Yeah, he did. He you did, know, if you got did. a cramp, because well, I played in a game last year where Joey Manu faked the cramp, and then he made a line break off the back of it because our bloke stopped and he went through and scored a try. See the difference between Joey go, Joey yeah. Tarpany and you. I wasn't on the field, mate. I know, mate. But if that was see, that would have been your only opportunity to make a tackle. See, so, so and I and that would have been the best tackle I made. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, now, sorry, sorry to hijack your forum, yeah. there, mate. Go continue. No, that's all right. Now, no, it, mate, this is my forum, mate. All right. Okay. Well, he he, right. he, he, no, he um, the waiter had a great input. All right. So, do you know what well, the topic well, is? Well, the the, the the topic comes from you whinging all the time. Oh, turn it so, off. The other week, I can't remember. You know, oh, that's right. Last week we come in and you know we spoke about you know we've I had the Bulldogs tough game to get up for. Wado was playing against Newcastle, and it was Old Boys yeah. Day up at Newcastle. And I said, oh, that's a great occasion. They'll get up for it. You know, when you have a milestone game, you get up for it. You know, the Old Boys play these games. And Maroon, you were like, they don't mean anything. No, I didn't say. I, I said that you, when you guys played the Roosters and they flogged Manly. It was uh, a reunion of the grand yeah, finals. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and you said you told the Hall of Fame. You told everyone all the way up Goulburn Street into the studio <laughs> that it was because it was Except Old Wendell. Boys Day Except at the Roosters. Wendell. Well, you wouldn't have got a word in with Wendell. <laughs> That's why I didn't tell him. It did. It was their Hall of Fame that week too. They named their Hall of Fame, which is a big, big night for the club. Well, and, maybe and, they and, should do that on Grand Final Day, Waiter. <laughs> if it's going to bring them that good, make that, them that that's, good. That's the Grand Finals for retiring players, mate. Anyway, listen, um, you two are a couple of. Can, can I finish my segment? Yes, here? please so do. I, just want to I say, want to go so, home. So for these occasions, and, and Waiter will probably he can tell you as well. The occasions you love playing for, you know, this weekend everyone's going, you're playing against the Tigers, you both can't make that. What do you got? We've got Jake Teroy, which is 200th game, you know, and he's one of the heart and souls of, of Manly. Uh, he's been a massive player for New South Wales over the last, you know, five, six years. And that's the game you want to get up for. You don't want to let him down. You feel like if you walk off the field and you haven't had a red-hot crack, geez, mate, it mustn't mean nothing. Jake Teroy, which is 200 games. So I'm just trying to tell you that on these massive occasions, us as players, we love it. We get up for it so much more. Waiter's 250th game for the Sharks. What an occasion. Got up for it against the um, South Sydney Rabbitohs and you just absolutely give it to them. And you reckon there's no extra added motivation in that? 
Well, look, I think you might be pinning too much to what I think. As I, as you know, I played for the Waterloo Waratahs <laughs> off no, the I bench. Thought, I thought you were the orange peeler. <laughs> I played for them. And I'm just suggesting to you, Woodsy, that like – now I can see your point. Like over the weekend at uh, McDonald Jones Stadium, yep. 30,000 screaming Newcastle people, old boys day, I can see – Having said that, you, you, so you don't think that'll lift the Newcastle Knights players running out the tunnel? No, I definitely agree. The old but, boys clapping them on. Yeah, I do. I agree. But you, but they've already won seven straight. Doesn't matter. They? Well, you okay? If I, you say it doesn't matter, I have to go with you because I haven't been there and done that. Yeah, I just it, what it does is it creates like another layer of emotional connection to the team and to the weekend's performance, right? So you you, you always are. Connected as a team and to your preparation and to get the results in the win. But when when something's laid on top of that, a level of emotion that just dials in your focus. Like, can I do anything a little bit more this week? And that quit like in the back of your mind, it's like, all right, it's Jakey's two hundred. Of course, I can do. I, I can do a little bit extra for Jakey this week. I can do a little bit extra for Wado's two fiftieth. Old boys are going to be there watching it. The guys who played in the jersey, bled in the jersey for years before us, helped build the foundations of the team and the jersey we're wearing now. Can I do a little bit more this week? Bloody oath, I can do a little bit more. Just it layers that emotional connection in and just dials in that focus. The thing on the other side is it's a balance, right? Because you can't be too emotional and forget about going out there and playing the game of footy. And it does take um, a bit of juggling, making sure that Dial it up for sure. Have that emotional layer, but ultimately, when you get out there and the whistles blow, um, kickoffs on, you got to get into your footy because the emotion will only take you so far. And if you don't handle it well, it can actually drain you a little bit. So for my two hundredth, I remember we sort of got, oh, like in my head, I got my week wrong a bit, balancing the kids and the family. Then we had them in the sheds before the game, and when I got out there, and I was just like deer in the headlights for fifteen minutes. And this is after two hundred games of first grade, right? You just not quite 100% lays it in. So it is a it is a balance, but it's harder when you're the actual one, when it's your hate, milestone. Yeah. When because it's on you, I hate it. It's not in our character to be like taking praise and to be honest and share our feelings and everything with each other. Especially I, with like your family in front yeah. of everyone. Like it's, it's you're doing something that you don't normally do. So, but then when if, if I was getting up for Woodsy's game or someone or another one of yeah. my teammates' game, for sure – you know, once you lay that in, will I do a bit extra this week or will I focus a bit more? 100% it dials in a bit more. All right, boys, uh, we're going to have to leave it there and we'll be we'll we'll readjourn. I know that we are, we'll see each other over the weekend. You and I are doing the Roosters game. I'm looking forward to it. Would you? I, th- I don't think we've got a game this weekend. No, I haven't got one with you. Quiet weekend. Well, me. we'll catch up and have a coffee. Oh, that'll be all right. Oh, by the way, anyone following our uh, prawn cutlet fish cocktail bet, well, even Stevens. Now we're back to zero. Yes. So we might have to have a little... We had to look after you because you knew you wouldn't pay up. Oh, turn it up. Let's leave it there. <laughs> this has been Footy Talk.